Life's too short for crap marketing. The Got Marketing Podcast is for marketers, business owners, and entrepreneurs who want marketing that's fun, accessible, and meaningful. Join me, Mia Feilman, for inspired chats with my favorite marketing insiders about marketing that works, campaigns that inspire, and the fads, fakery, and false profits to avoid. All right, what about a membership? That is also the new kid on the block. Everyone thinks that the solution is to just create memberships and subscriptions. Yeah, memberships are interesting because in order to make a membership work, you need to be marketing yourself all the time. Most memberships have, you know, intakes all the time or maybe they have a couple of intakes a year just like an online program would. But you've got to be coming up with content every month. You've got to give people a reason to be there. By the time you've got them there, you've then got to give them a reason to stay. So the infrastructure required to actually run a membership can actually be quite large. It's very rare for somebody to actually be able to run a membership on their own. So I have a client who has a really successful membership, which she started on her own. She now has 10 people supporting her, 10 people working for her, and their role is to sort of is to manage the content communication, the you know all the activities that happen amongst her membership platforms, because there's that's what a membership demands. So this idea that you start a membership and everybody just comes to the membership and somehow it just feeds itself, it doesn't. You know, it takes a lot of work to keep people interested. If you if your membership is okay, once a month we have a guest speaker that comes. Well, every month you've got to find a guest speaker, negotiate with them what their specialty is, how's it going to work, organise it. You know, there's a lot of work. So memberships need scale in order to be successful because having a membership where there's only 20 people, that would work nicely for a mastermind or a group program but not in a membership. A membership really needs hundreds if not thousands in the membership to actually make it feel like you're part of a big community that you can kind of dip in and out of and I think both of us would agree that One Roof is a really great example of a membership done really well and there's a team of people running the membership you know Cherie is clever enough to realize that there needs to be multiple people actually facilitating that user experience or member experience. I completely agree. And especially with that, it has to work at scale. So you need hundreds, if not thousands of customers, which is a lot of work if you are just starting a business because you need a huge audience in order to get, you know, 200 or a thousand people to convert to your membership. You need hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people in your audience so that you can then convert them to a membership. Um, and then we need to be honest about the fact that no one wants another membership. No. I feel like Netflix and Binge have kind of ruined it for subscriptions because they're so cheap. Yeah. It's like $17 to have Netflix and I get to watch whatever I want on any device and we've got like the most expensive Netflix plan, which is $18. And so everything comes back to like, well, if Netflix is $18 and Spotify premium, which, you know, is the best thing ever, is $14, how much am I really going to pay for a content membership or a coffee membership or a, you know, everything comes back to that. And 
we forget that Netflix ran their business at a loss for the first five years in order to keep those prices so low so they could avoid any new competitors entering the market. But as, as a result, the amount that we're willing to pay on a subscription is very low. I think free Facebook groups also have set the expectation too. Like there's a lot of Facebook groups that are free that actually have amazing content in them or have in the past. That's perhaps a little bit um, thinner on the ground now. But if you've been in a Facebook group that was free and you're getting a lot from that, why would you then want to go and pay to be in a membership? Like it really needs to up the ante in terms of what the value that you're receiving is. Such a good point. It feels like we're just Debbie Downers today. We're just (laughs) all over these business models. But the idea is for you to go into this eyes wide open. Now, are we saying that memberships can't be successful? Of course, they can be really successful. But these are the things that we want you to bear in mind when you go and build them so that you don't turn around six months later and go, you know what? It was a shit ton of work. And nobody told me. Yeah, building that little mini course. Yeah. I actually remember saying this into a group. It was, it actually probably was kind of a mastermind. I was talking about how, you know, the transition from me being more of a consultant, moving into the space of being an online course creator, which I am now, that the shift in terms of the work that I do is, it's massive. So, you know, one-on-one, I know that we'll touch on this, but it's a completely different way of delivering that value to your customers and having any kind of scalable product, membership, mastermind, product, course, downloadable, whatever, requires a lot more marketing, a really different approach to how you position yourself in the market. And I remember telling this kind of mastermind group that I was in, I said, hey, it's, you know, come to my attention and and I've noticed it with my clients that are course creators that There's a lot more effort required, a huge amount more effort required with my marketing to convert people to my online program than to one-on-one. And they all just said to me, well, you just need to shift your mindset. (laughs) And I said, hey, I'm not complaining. There's so much more marketing that needs to happen. I've never once spoken about the fact that I do offer one-on-one consulting and I can't take another client. So That's right. One-on-one doesn't require as much marketing as a group does. It's an easy sell. It's like, of course, I want to work with people one-on-one. I can get, I don't need to sit there and listen to other people's problems. I can go straight to the cause. It's efficient. It's, you know, that time is carved out just for me. I'm paying what I'm paying to get that one-on-one support. Of course, it's going to require more marketing. Plus, um, one-on-one, you need fewer clients, so you don't need to market it as much. Whereas in a membership model, like we talked about, you need hundreds. A subscription model has come to mind that is brilliant that I want to share with you. Oh, cool. It's an overseas brand in the US called Newly and it is a clothing subscription. So what they do is you log on and you pick which clothes from their collection you would like to wear that month and they will post them to you in your sizes and you will wear them as much as you like for that month. And then if you like those clothes, you can choose to buy them. Or you can just choose to send them back as they are. They will professionally clean them. And then you order your next set of clothing so that if you're a little bit like me and you're a bit of a fashionista and you love wearing new clothing but you don't want to trash the planet, this is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And I would pay a good subscription for this because it is absolutely going to save me money in terms of buying new clothes all the time. 
Mm. And it just means that I get to wear the latest fashion and not have to, you know, feel guilty about it. Yeah, I love that. I think similar businesses do exist in Australia because I've had friends use them and they their experience was fantastic and they said the sort of things that they would rent were the kind of things that like blazers and fancy dresses and things that they probably wouldn't buy themselves. It wasn't the kind of T-shirt and jeans. That's the stuff that you would invest in for yourself. But they loved it because every month they had new, a new wardrobe. So they always felt like they were wearing something new and feeling, you know, quite fancy, um, you know, when they were going fancy places. Totally. Good one. And then honourable mention for inspiring business models is uh, Zero Co, which we've also spoken about. So for those who are not aware, they have these great bottles that you start with a starter pack and you you get the, the bottles, but they look really good. They're in a pastel colour. And then you have refillable pouches for these bottles. But what you do with Zero Co is that once you have 14 empty pouches, they give you a return envelope and you post the pouches back to them. They wash them, sterilize them, and then they reuse them. So it is a completely circular economy. I love it. And I love that they also have the research to back their claims you know they've actually worked out that yes it is worth posting all of these items back and we can show you how correct they even did the research on the water usage and detergent usage for washing out the pouches versus throwing them away and they said well because we use recycled water and because we're washing cleaning pouches that we've got enough soap in there already. So they literally studied it right down to the like molecule level to make sure that this was actually better for the environment than just throwing the pouches out. Yeah, love it. We'll be back in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. Gut Marketing is brought to you by Campaign Del Mar, a marketing education platform for marketers and entrepreneurs. Learn practical, repeatable, and actionable steps to market with confidence. Nail your email marketing strategy or join Campaign Classroom and learn to create memorable and effective marketing campaigns. These are not the kind of online programs where you are left floundering, unsure how to put theory into practice nor will these programs sit unfinished for months. You can expect hands-on, tailored advice, accountability, and a supportive community, and you will walk away with lifelong marketing skills. Learn more at campaigndelmar.com. All right, now I want to talk about some dodgy AF models because there's a few that have come to mind that I want to call out. Now, this is probably going to get me cancelled. I'm okay with that. There's a lot of people who love the Osmumpreneur Awards and they think that they're the bee's knees and that I should probably not burn any bridges, but fuck it because (laughs) I don't know if people are aware of this. But if you are nominated for an Osmumpreneur Award, you need to pay to accept that nomination. And there are a bazillion categories, right? There's like regional, national, like early stage, experienced, blah, blah, blah. And if you want to nominate for several categories so that you can give yourself the best chance of success, 
ding, 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 you need to pay per category. And it is like, it's not ridiculous. It's like $150 per category. But we are talking about awards. And in 2023, when inclusivity is a massive topic for conversation, then I feel like this is very exclusive in terms of there are going to be some business owners who are running incredible businesses who can't justify spending five, $600 to nominate themselves for an Osmopreneur Award, essentially rendering them ineligible to win. And I have a problem with that. Me too. The other thing with this particular organization was they came out last year and they said, we're looking for industry experts. Are you interested in being an Osmompreneur industry expert? That was the email that they sent out. And I was like, great, I would love to be an Osmompreneur expert. I've got 21 years experience. Well, it turns out that to be an industry expert comes with a sponsorship package. And the sponsorship packages start at $10,000. I thought, maybe I'm wrong, that to be considered an expert, this was a title that should be earned, not bought and paid for. And so, again, people are being called experts because they have paid for the privilege of doing that. Again, leaving people out in the cold who can't afford to spend $10,000 on a sponsorship package, even though they are legitimate experts. And this is why you can never believe somebody's outwardly facing story about themselves as a business owner, because privilege and money and capital and connections can actually progress somebody so far in their business. Um, And if you're trying to compare yourself to another expert in inverted commas, it's not even possible to compare in a in a fair way. I'm just so gobsmacked by that. I have no issue with a nominal fee for nominating yourself. So a small fee for nominating yourself for award seems totally reasonable. But maybe an administrative fee like $50 or, or something in that kind of realm. I wonder, I don't know, but I wonder if Osman Pereira has a sort of sponsorship section where people are actually able to you know, nominate people who might not have the funds. Um, I wonder what Osmompreneur is doing about being inclusive and creating belonging and all of these sorts of things. I mean, the title is Osmompreneur, so hopefully they're um, promoting mums in small business. You would have thought that as a community what they would be wanting to do is actually support mums to be their best selves. So then why are they asking them to pay to play? It is their revenue model. That's how they make the money is from the nominations. That is the primary way that they make the money is sponsorships of the awards, of the awards night and the ceremony and sponsorship expert sponsorship packages, but it's sponsorships and it is the award entries because hundreds of thousands of mumpreneurs are nominated each year. And so that is the revenue model. And I just, I feel like if you're going to be an awards organization, there were maybe other business models to consider, like corporate sponsorships, great, no problem. But assigning the word expert to people who have paid for that, I feel it, it feels misleading. Yeah, you could. they could have called you a sponsor of the event and perhaps it might have intrigued you a little more than paying to become an expert. 
a partner, a collaborator, but an expert is a loaded, loaded term. Mm, agree. Okay, another one, last one. Entrepreneur is an online publication that writes about business news and I like to write business news. I write for publications like Smart Company and Mumbrella. So I looked into what it would be like for me to write for Entrepreneur. Okay, to write for Entrepreneur, you need to join their network. They will only accept write contributors from within their Entrepreneur network and it costs $3,000 US to join right. this network. Yeah. So again, we're talking about journalism and so if I'm reading Entrepreneur, I'm like, oh, great, so-and-so is such a thought leader in the space. And again, they have paid for the privilege. This is not PR because it's not mm. it's not earned, it's paid for again. Yeah, I think, um, you know, paying for the right to write and paying to be nominated for an award, they're part of the, of the same problem, which is that we're not a democracy. You know, small business or the business landscape it's actually not a democracy. It's not fair. And any idea that we have about it being a level playing field is is just completely untrue. And this idea that we've always had of the sort of sleazy business guy who's using his connections and greasing the palms, it's still happening even in the sort of female business landscape. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. All right, let's talk about what I like to refer as throwing on the pile business models. Yeah. These are industries, markets that are highly, highly saturated with very high barriers to entry. So I don't want to nerd out too much on this, but a few things were of value in my marketing degree. One of them is a model called Porter's Five Forces. And what it looks at is the like the competitiveness of a particular market, which a lot of business owners just never consider. They just think, oh, there's enough for everyone. It does, there's enough for everyone you know, we can never have too much of this. That's not true. It's not. And there are some markets that are closed out to new entrants. Like if we think about streaming services, unless you can run your business at a loss for years, how are you going to compete with Disney's $9 a month um, (laughs) subscription service and then pay licensing fees to Star Wars to have their movies on your platform? You can't, and which is why... The streaming platforms are Paramount, who make films, Disney, who make films, Netflix, who now make films, and so on and so forth. So we absolutely need to consider this. So throwing on the pile models are, in my opinion, markets and industries that people should now be looking to avoid unless they can differentiate in a very, very distinctive way. I have a couple of examples, and I know I'm throwing you here under the bus here, Fee, but um, I've got a few, but I'd love to hear if you've got any more. Number one, another stock image library. I mean, I can't remember the last time I used a stock image for anything, all right? They don't work on social media anymore. None of the big Instagram coaches, social media managers are using stock photography ever, They are making their own templates in Canva. They're using their own photography. So the need for stock photos has dried up, but the quantity of stock image libraries has proliferated and there is absolutely no need for any more stock image libraries. Agreed. Gift hamper companies. I've spoken about this, I don't know, on like 10 podcasts. Oh, have you? Do not come at me 
with another gift hamper, okay? There is no other gift hamper that needs to be made. And can we stop giving buying people gifts that they don't want or need or use also? What is in a gift hamper? Candles. And no one needs another candle. No. So to that end, scented candles is another one that I just feel like there is enough scented candle brands. Soy, wax, you name it. I think the market for scented candles is well, well covered. Agreed. And then the other one is Canva templates. Yeah. Like everyone is launching subscriptions for Canva templates, memberships for Canva templates. I just feel like there is enough Canva templates that exist. Can you think of any others? I, I can. I can think of something that's coming from a completely different angle, but it's the same story and it's cafes. Oh, really? Yes, absolutely. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I have worked in the coffee industry before. And it's a known fact that in Melbourne, there are too many cafes per head of population. I think it's the same for restaurants, but it's more in the kind of cafe space. So what that means is there's a cannibalization of business. So in the same way that, you know, there's only so many candles that the entire population of Australia can use in their lifetime, there's only so many coffees and lunches and breakfasts that we can have. So if you have a suburb with a population of 5,000 people and you have you know, 200 cafes, I don't even know the numbers, they're probably wrong. But what that means is that we've got all of these cafe owners that have been sold this dream, you know, imagine the dream of the cafe and I'll, you know, and it'll be amazing and I'll just work seven days a week for no pay. That's essentially what's happening, this dream of having this amazing neighbourhood cafe unless you open a cafe in an area that is devoid of great cafes what will happen is that the small amount of business that you bring in will just detract from the cafe down the road and eventually one of you will end up losing your business. So, yeah, it's the same thing. And it's really interesting you bring up the point that there's a lot of people out there saying, oh, there's enough business for everyone. There is in certain industries enough business for everyone. So in the digital marketing landscape, there is enough work for everyone because it is a growing industry. It's only 10 or 12 years old. So, of course, it's still growing. But there are many other industries where there is actually only a limited number of customers with that particular problem that you solve. And I think it's really unhealthy and dangerous for people to be pretending like there's enough business for everyone if you want to start your own cafe in Melbourne, for example. For sure. So you need to do your research before launching a brand. Please go and do a market and a competitor analysis. Have a look at how many other people are doing what you want to do. Have a look at the big players because they are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on advertising Facebook ads every single month. How are you going to take market share from them? Yeah. Or how are you going to be able to be competitive in in the face of big, big players? Yeah. And I think starting with a prototype is just always the right approach. And a prototype for an online course is a sales page. A prototype for a cafe is, you know, I don't know, probably a coffee cart, not really the right thing, but, you know, trying to run a cafe for a day at the school when the fate's on or something like that. So how can you start with something that's inexpensive 
that's going to give you an idea of what the sort of market size is likely to be. But just like drive around a particular suburb and count how many cafes they are and, and count how many people are walking in there. Yeah. And like there is Australian Bureau of Statistics data around this to help you mm. um, to really quantify your audience. Just one thing I want to end on, Fee, because we've had such a juicy and meaty discussion, is this idea of like we've spoken a lot about different business models and about, you know, packaging up your services. And one thing that we both agree on is this idea that working one-on-one with clients and getting a decent hourly rate, there's nothing wrong with that. And so I really want to leave people with this idea of just be mindful of false economies when gurus are telling you stop trading your time for money and like scale your business. We've spoken at length today about how much upfront sunk costs go into building courses, memberships, digital products versus the fact that I can get $550 an hour without breaking a sweat. I'm sure you can get the same amount. There is nothing wrong with trading time for decent money. And also the level of transformation in inverted commas that someone can experience from a one-on-one conversation can catapult their business into a whole nother kind of direction or dimension. And that might take six online courses um, in order to sort of get the same result. So yeah, training your time for money is what most of human civilization has been in terms of making a living. And we're just so lucky that there are other business models available to us that we can, you know, slot in as appropriate. Yeah, totally. So how can people get in touch with you, Fee, um, and how can they work with you? So they can work with me in a group program, which I launched twice a year called Get Financially Fit. That is for small and solo business owners. And they can work with me one-on-one whether that's for the short term or a slightly longer term, I could be their virtual CFO or we can work on a really concentrated six or nine month program and at the end they walk away with a financial plan, a business plan, a really well-defined purpose, vision, people plan and they really know what they need to do to hit their goals. And you can find me on Instagram at peach.business or on my website which is peach.business as well. Amazing. Thank you. It has been such a pleasure. Always love chatting with you. And I feel like this has been such a valuable discussion. Thanks, Mia. Me too. Thank you. You listened right up until the end. So why not hit that subscribe button and keep the good marketing rolling? Podcast reviews are like warm hugs. And they're also the best way to support a small business. You can connect with me, Mia Feilman, on Instagram or LinkedIn. And feel free to send me a message. I'm super friendly. 